Uh, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. And we have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Wes Jackson. Wes is a, a lawyer here in Brampton and does a great job in his practice. I highly, highly recommend him. He also is a community leader. And uh, you may have seen him on socials. He's often very active. He's supporting good causes. This is someone who's really deep, really caring, a beautiful man. And you're going to, I think, catch all of that and more as we have this really important conversation on how do we have important conversations in a way that brings us together and not separate us, not divide us. Something that's so important right now, especially right now. Uh, we are grateful for him, for this conversation, and for you that you can join us. Friends, let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. Really glad that you could join us for this episode. We have a good friend of mine, Wes Jackson. Wes has been a leader in our community here in Brampton for many years. I love who he is, the way he rolls, what he does. And he and I had a conversation not too long ago where he was telling me about some of the strategies that he's been implementing over the last few years around having conversations with people when we have differences of opinions. And let's face it, we've come, and we'll get into this, we've come through a time and coming through a time where there's been more differences of opinions than ever before. So I, I, we really believe that this is good news to share, to enter into the ability to have these conversations. Wes, really grateful for you, for what you do in our community, uh, for your love for this city and, and beyond, and really appreciate the openness to have this conversation today. Thanks so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's jump into this. You expressed to me this these differences of terms of, of being um, working at calling in and connecting with people as, a, as opposed to calling people out. And can you tell us a little bit about what, what that means? And, and yeah. So I came across it quite accidentally. It was a, it was a tweet by a celebrity who uh, they were talking about, you know, some other celebrities past insensitive comments and how this respo celebrity responded was, I, I, I subscribe to the theory of calling in versus calling out. Hmm. And that led me to Google that because just the expression seems self-explanatory, mm -hmm. but you know, when you come across something that's profound, mm -hmm. you instantly recognize it's profound and you know, I got to follow up on this. And, and I did, and I did a lot of reading on it. And so, so on the level of it being self-explanatory, it really is. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, saying to somebody, you know, it's inviting them in. It's, yeah. you know come here and let's talk about this. And mm. so, so someone has said something that offends you. Mm. Okay. And, and we'll pick on, you know, Chris Rock and Will Smith, um, <laughs> There's a good example. you know, because, uh, mm. you know, as a person with male pattern baldness, I could take great <laughs> offense at a bald joke. I really could. <clears throat> and so if someone cracks a bald joke and, and I have a pretty thick skin and a sense of humor, it doesn't yeah. particularly offend me, but I know there's an entire hair replacement industry mm. Um, just speaking about male pattern baldness, that it, it does offend some people. And so let's talk about Will Smith. What did Will Smith do? He called out mm. both in every sense of the term, yeah. literal, figurative, yeah. uh, physically, mm. verbally, in every sense of the world, he, he called Chris Rock out. And what effect did that have? Did mm. it actually elevate the conversation? Did Chris Rock walk away going, maybe I'll never crack that joke again? Mm -hmm. Or did we have a very different conversation, mm -hmm. you know, whereas, you know, Will, Will Smith could have, and, and a lot of people have covered this, I won't cover it in detail, but he could have used his speech mm. or his platform to elevate the conversation. And he could have said, Chris, I, I understand you're a comedian. 
Um, but for, for reasons mm. X, Y, Z, some jokes aren't funny and, and something shouldn't be joked about casually as throwaway jokes mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, be a better comedian. Mm-hmm. And then I think we would be having a conversation about mm-hmm. the difficulties of beauty standards for actresses in mm-hmm. Hollywood and how they different from mm-hmm. beauty standards for men in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, some of the diseases that mm-hmm. uh, his wife is dealing with. We, But instead, what are we talking about? We're talking about a physical slap. Mm-hmm. And what did that accomplish? Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in certain circles, maybe. And in the majority of discussions, it's not about elevating any conversation. So you see it in real time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for instance, I was out for a walk with friends Mm. and we were just talking about, uh, someone in the group, uh, had used the expression, you know, spirit animal. And it wasn't me, but someone else in the group was like, oh, you're really not supposed to say that. And then a third person chimed in is like, I've heard that you're not supposed to, but I don't understand why. Mm. And I was able to chime in with what little I know about it, mm. um, which, which isn't much, admittedly. I just know that it's mm-hmm. not uh, a, re- a respectful use of someone else's culture. So don't, I take that at face value and, yeah. and I stopped when mm. I learned about the, the history behind that. And, you know, I've, I've actually printed off a list of various examples mm-hmm. along those lines. And, uh, you know, we, we're all friends out on a walk Yeah. and someone said something and it wasn't about oh, you're off the walk, turn around and go back to your car. Mm-hmm. It was, oh man, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I just recently read? I read an article about how that is offensive and, and how, well, I don't really understand why not. Well, this is what I've read about it. And, mm-hmm. and it was a discussion amongst yeah. friends. Yeah. And, and if you can talk to a stranger, the way you talk to your friends about something offensive that's been said, I think you get a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and there are just so many examples in my own life, on social media, especially, mm. and uh, goes back to you know you know the basic wisdom you heard as a kid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just reinforces itself all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and forgive me if I if I butcher the expression, but you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know how how simple a concept is calling yeah. in versus calling out yeah, when you relate yeah. it to that honey versus vinegar and catching yeah. flies analogy that we all heard growing up. Yeah, it's the yeah. same idea said slightly differently and, and it can be very powerful and, and you can really, uh, see the way other people think about things. They see the way you think about things and everyone walks away and it's not hostile. Yeah. It's not confrontational. It elevates. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, And I love that word elevate. It elevates the conversation. And you also use the word understand. There's a sense of understanding where someone's coming because so often we don't actually understand. We don't take the time to listen or ask questions for whatever reason to really know where people are coming from. And my experience has been not just with people who maybe are strangers uh, who we don't understand, but but even sometimes with the people who we're closest to. We'll either avoid those topics or or we have an understanding to not talk about them because we know we're on such different, you know, as opposed to, which in some ways is a, it not, it's not as aggressive as, as Will Smith, but it, 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 it's, it, it's not an elevation of the conversation for sure when we're let it, just letting it sit there, not talking about it. Um, why do you think um, people don't do the calling in and, and resort to the calling out, if, if you will. What, what, what's your sense of what's behind that? Because that might help us to even think about our own patterns and what we do as well as, you know, as leaders helping others do the same. But what, what, what's your sense of why people would resort to the calling out piece as opposed to, because I don't know how anyone could hear this and I think, 
oh, I, I, that 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 might be challenging, da, 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 you know. But but that sounds so much better than than the calling out to call in to understand to deepen to elevate. But why would people not? What's what's the sense of so, or the human condition or whatever it is that that re- leads people to do that? It, it, it's multifaceted as, yeah. as life tends to. Yeah, be. for sure. Uh, you know, number one, you, the gut reaction is to blame the anonymity of social media mm. because th- there, there's a great analogy about um, you know you know men talking to women, and it's like don't say you know I'm speaking from my perspective as a man here yeah. you know don't say to a woman in the workplace what you wouldn't say to Dwayne the Rock Johnson mm. Mm. like oh you look good in those jeans or that's a low cut top would you look the rock Johnson in the face and say that? Mm. No, because he mm. would eat you for lunch. <laughs> so why would you say it to a female coworker? Mm. Mm-hmm. You boil it down to that level and suddenly it's not so mystifying what you can and can't say at work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, but because it's anonymous, I can go on Twitter and I can, you know, shots fired at people I've never met, people mm-hmm. I will never meet because they're, they're never going to, you know, to put it in the crudest terms, mm-hmm. slap me for it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to punch mm-hmm. me in the face for saying something offensive. They'll just troll back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I think it is more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. It's more nuanced. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a leadership component to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So just as, you know, the conversation moved from, you know, the 1980s, be colorblind, don't see color. And that was meant to be the answer to uh, racial tensions. Mm -hmm. And that conversation over time evolved and elevated again Mm -hmm. to no, no, know, learn and appreciate other cultures. Don't Mm -hmm. pretend they don't exist. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation in the last decade or so is moving from, it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be Mm -hmm. Mm anti-racist. And so again, when it comes to things like calling out, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you can look through history and it was like, well, this big corporation has done something offensive, boycott them. Okay, so we we all sort of grew up with a sense of, well, boycott them, mm-hmm. vote with your dollar, mm-hmm. cut off the dollars, change the behavior. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's not a role for that in our society. Absolutely there is. But it, you know, to, to jump to that right away mm-hmm. skips over all the consultation in the meantime, mm-hmm. all the, you know, from, from legal background, which is my background, you know, all the alternative dispute resolution. You know, when my clients have a dispute, it's not, okay, run to the courthouse and file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. It's make a phone call, send a letter, mm-hmm. propose alternatives. And you, you, you escalate it step by step. You mm-hmm. don't jump to filing a lawsuit because all you're doing is inviting tens of thousands in litigation costs. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you're confronted with a stranger who has said something that's offensive to you, I can't call... Chris Rock up and mm-hmm. say, you know, as, as a person with a genetic baldness mm-hmm. condition, that offends me. Mm-hmm. He's not going to take my call, but I can go on Twitter and be like, oh, Chris Rock, you're mm-hmm. insert whatever mm-hmm. uh, term you want to use, evil, insensitive, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'll be heard. So natural desire to be heard. Um, sometimes there's a tendency to believe that the loudest voice will be heard. So I have to say things in the loudest, most offensive way mm-hmm. for anyone to notice. Mm-hmm. I got to be heard amongst social media. It's, it's everyone in the world has access to it. Mm-hmm. How do you be heard other than upping the ante with something? And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff informs this, this instinct to call out mm-hmm. and jump right to, you must be denounced. You must be cast out. You must, you must, you must. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very difficult to feel like I'm going to make a difference saying, you know, I, I'm, I really think that the people of the Nestle Corporation should do more uh, around their treatment of natural sourced water and the bottling of water. I, 
I haven't made any noise when I just say it like that. Mm-hmm. So I got to mm-hmm. go to calling out to be noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's important to ignore that instinct. Um, a, a story, you know, you mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. with, with friends and family and how mm-hmm. to disagree respectfully. So, mm-hmm. uh, I try not to use the term anti-vaxxer, but for shorthand, I'll use that. Mm-hmm. So a, a friend of mine um, doesn't believe in vaccinations. But having said that, they don't believe in any vaccinations, not any of the standards. So um, when COVID vaccines came along, of course, they were not signing up for COVID vaccines. Why would they suddenly change their mind? So it would be easy to quickly say, well, you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're all these uh, negative terms I can throw at you. Mm-hmm. But it's more important to step back and say, well, well, why? Mm-hmm. Why is he taking this stance? Mm-hmm. And what I've always understood, because he's a friend, is he truly in his heart of hearts believes that what he's doing is best for himself, best for his family. I may believe that the best way to protect myself and protect my family is through a vaccination. He fundamentally believes the best way to protect himself and his family mm-hmm. is to not get vaccinated because he doesn't know it's in the vaccines. The studies aren't done. And for all the reasons he believes what he believes. So if I can remember his motivation is to protect his family, well, my motivation is to protect mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. That is common ground. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about it, and, and we don't talk about it at length, before I even type, you know, hello, I'm like, okay, remember, he's protecting his family. How can I respond to what he's saying in that? paradigm, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, and we have, we're still friends, you know, you know, going on how many, how long we've been living with COVID now and and the COVID regimes and, you know, his, uh, he he made a great point about airline, you know, you you can't, if you're not vaccinated, take a flight, Mm. but you can go to an arena and watch a hockey game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, how is that different? Is the science different at a hockey arena than it is at an airport? Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm very sympathetic to that mm-hmm. argument. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an immunologist. I don't know yeah. what the answer to that is. But at the same time, I understand where he's coming from. It's mm-hmm. about protecting his family and asking, why can't my family get on a plane just because we made the choice that we believe protects ourselves? Mm-hmm. And when you phrase the question in that way, it's actually harder to engage in calling out mm-hmm. because I've actually empathized with him. I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, in, like I say, you know, I, I ran to Google. I looked up this whole paradigm calling, calling out now. Yeah. And it is about, you know, uh, you know, calling out, I'll just use some of the terms. Yeah, please. Yeah. You know, um, you know, shame, humiliation, and dehumanization. That's what mm-hmm. calling out is fundamentally about. Mm-hmm. Whereas calling in is about love, respect, and meet, reaching mutual mm-hmm. understandings. Mm-hmm. So why would I call him out for trying to protect his family? Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense even to me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm very protective of my family, so I 100% get where he's coming from. Yeah. Start there, then build on the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I like to think that all of our exchanges on the topic have been very respectful yeah, yeah. and I haven't lost any respect for him. I haven't felt any need to unfriend him. Yeah. Even if I still disagree with some of his decisions, well, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with why he's making his decisions. Yeah. No, 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 boy. Hey, and that is, I think what you just said is, wow, it's, it's so significant to me to be able to disagree and still be okay to, to not be like, it's, it's one thing to convince people to think like you do or to, you know, and which is often how people enter into these conversations. That's their motivation. What I'm hearing, um, is a very different motivation, um, to, to really enter into a conversation and listen and understand. And it's interesting, the word humiliation 
was part of what happens when we call people out. And, I, and I, I suspect that if we're being honest with ourselves, often we're so angry, we're so emotionally engaged, um, not necessarily in a healthy way either, um, that we, we, we are almost striving for that, to humiliate someone so that they might think what we think and believe what we think and say what we say and agree with what we agree with. Whereas, you know, in many ways, the opposite is humility. And where that's been a huge piece for me to have the humility to listen, the humility to actually enter into something that's so difficult and complex that I may not be right, that, I, that I, I, I really want to genuinely understand why this person thinks that, believes that, acts that way to try to come to a better understanding of it. And, and I, 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 I've experienced um, through the pandemic just a really challenging place as a leader to try to love people um, on both sides, if I could say, around the, around the vaccination. And, and it led, it was very challenging, but it, it led me into some conversations um, where I, I really did need to do a better job of listening. And, and, and I, I just want to confess, I wasn't there right away. Uh, and, and, um, but, but over time, as God got me there, things shifted in me in a way that I just, for me, the most important issue became, can we, can we not be divided? Like, can, can we be one people? Can we be united? Like, we're, life is hard enough right now. Um, this, this isn't helping. How do we, how do we um, understand that people have different views on the people who are, in my mind, equally beautiful, equally brilliant, equally, res I respect, you know, and just came to a point where, wow, I, I don't know how we get there, but if we could get there, that's, that's elevating the conversation beyond the pandemic, beyond vaccinate, beyond, you know, but so I just, I just keep loving this term that you, I'm glad you brought some thought, you know, ideas and researched it. Um, and, and just want to thank you again. And, and yeah, I know you guys, so please yeah, jump in. Cause there's, well, I, yeah, I just want to yeah. point out to you when you listen to this back, I want you yeah. to listen to the language you mm. just used mm. just there, because you started with the word I mm. several times. Mm. And by the end of what you just said, you were using the word we mm. listen back to that because mm. it's part of you know, the reading that you'll do, if you look this stuff up about yep. calling in and calling out, we, us. Mm. So my office has a mask policy. My clients have to mask up. Mm. And some of my clients aren't appreciative of that policy. But when I explain, look, myself and some of our staff have immunocompromised children. My son's asthma is so bad, he's been hospitalized for it. Mm -hmm. We have to wear masks when we're meeting with strangers. And I know it's uncomfortable. I know it makes it hard to breathe. I know it makes it hard to communicate mm -hmm. the way you naturally communicate. But if you can just, you know, appreciate the fact that I, I don't want my immunocompromised son to mm -hmm. be hospitalized with COVID with his health, um, it, it is only for a few minutes. And if you're uncomfortable, I'll, I'll do everything I can to make this meeting go as fast as you can. And if, it, if it's really unbearable, we can move this to a, mo a Zoom meeting. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get through this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... I have yet to have a client respond to that with, well, forget your son. Not mm -hmm. once. Mm -hmm. you, you have to move the conversation from I to we, mm. I to us. Mm. And when you reflect back to them, their concerns, and whether you agree with them or not, they are their concerns. Mm -hmm. They are uncomfortable. Yeah. They, they, they are finding it hard to breathe. They, they, maybe they just think it's ridiculous. Maybe yeah. they're just anti-government. Maybe they're just anti-mask because they just don't like, it hurts their ears. I have sure. no idea yeah. why, but when they understand that I'm not just being uh, 
whatever word you want to use, per mm. particular or insisting for no reason, and they realize there's a reason behind it, all that hostility disappears. Because mm. I'm not just being arbitrary and unfair and saying, mm. I put on a mask because I'm on a power trip. It's because there's legitimate health concerns behind mm -hmm. it. And like I say, no one really pushes back on that. Mm -hmm. And so, mm. you know, you, you've actually mentioned some of these struggles before mm -hmm. to me. So, so I do kind of know a, a little bit about um, that you went through that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it sounds like you, you made that transition from the, from mm -hmm. the I of it to the us of it and the we of it. Mm. And I, I fully appreciate, you know, uh, a lot of my clients when we offer them Zoom meetings, I know the reason why they don't want that. It's because they miss just the human interaction. Yeah, absolutely. They miss going to their doctor. They miss going to their lawyer. They miss going to church. They mm -hmm. miss going out grocery shopping. They just want to go out. Mm -hmm. They want to look at different walls and they're in Zoom meetings all day. They don't mm -hmm. want one more Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. So I get it. That's a human need. And if we can avoid it, we will, because that's better for public health. But at the same time, if that's what that person needs, and we have a, you know, you know, a little signing room in our office that we can spray with Lysol and sanitize everything and they're wearing masks yeah. and there's hand sanitizer on the wall and in containers on the table and it can be done in a safe way, um, that, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, there's physical dividers between that meeting room and the rest of the sure, office yeah. in terms of windows and doors. Uh, so, so we make those accommodations mm -hmm. just like I would accommodate someone who, uh, had mobility limitations. I've driven to so many of my clients' houses over the years because they can't get out of the house to come to my office. Uh, I had an office that was up a couple of stairs in the past and, you know, I go to the client's house. Well, if I can accommodate that, yeah, I, I can accommodate other, other limitations, mm -hmm. be they, um, you know, philosophical, attitudinal, mm -hmm. uh, just mm -hmm. the discomfort of a mask. I mean, we'll work around it mm -hmm. because again, it's, we will work around mm -hmm. it. We will figure out a way yeah. to get your, whatever it is, your real estate done, your will done, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you tell me what exactly your concerns are, that's, that's the first step in the conversation of solving the problem mm -hmm. and, you know, solving the problem, don't call it calling in, call it solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you, you've got a coworker who, uh, says, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be mm -hmm. inflammatory, but, mm -hmm. uh, Let's say they they use the R word casually, which is you know not particularly uh, uh, PC in, mm -hmm. in the modern environment mm -hmm. for obviously very valid reasons. You you can try to shame them, you can try to humiliate them, or you can ask. Anyway, I printed them off and, and I sent them to yeah, my email because even uh, though like like because if that this I think this is a great example because um, I feel what you're you're giving us uh, Wes is concrete language that we can use to try to work at this and become that that we to not ele elevate in a good way because <laughs> sometimes we can elevate in a negative way that just gets yeah yeah um yeah maybe even like when you because someone might face an issue where they see something and like oh you know and sometimes something is is not correct you know it it, it it's good to have some teaching on how to maybe offer that in a different way. And I, the stuff I was looking through, it offers that kind of, because sometimes we may not know even how to do that. And and sometimes how we do it really, really matters. Like that that makes all the difference in the world. So that would be helpful to kind of take us through some of the language. Yeah. Yeah. And and so so this is uh, from an organization, Seed the Way, Education for Justice and Equity, seedtheway.com. I'm not taking credit for any of this. Yeah. You know, uh, this is a found resource. So they have a chart for calling out and a chart for calling in. 
Uh, I'll just read some examples. Um, so, wow, ouch, I need you to stop right there. That's a calling out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I need you to know how your comment just landed on me. You know, that, that is, that's going to put a stop to a conversation for mm -hmm. sure. But in a way that I think is respectful, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that in any way says to the person, you're a bad person for mm -hmm. saying that, mm -hmm. but it does alert them to the fact that they've said something which has, uh, you know, landed for you in a way that that's not okay mm -hmm. for be you know, a work environment or a, a community environment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like, uh, that's not our culture here. Those aren't our values. Mm. That, that might be something that I would say to a client, and this has happened over the years, where our, our clients will say things of a racially insensitive mm -hmm. nature, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I, I tell this story, uh, I don't think it's that inflammatory. Uh, I was working for a Jewish lawyer at the time. Our client didn't know that. But our client kept going on and on about how this person had, and, and forgive me, but they Jewed me. Mm. And they must use that expression five times. Mm. At which point my boss just kind of said, well, it's okay. You've come to a good Jewish boy to help you out. Mm. At which point the person's like the color oh, left their face yeah. and they were like, oh, I didn't realize you were Jewish. Yeah. He's like, it's fine. Just let's move on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? So like I say, he, I think, I think he handled it well. Mm -hmm. he, he wasn't asking the person to leave. Mm -hmm. He was still there to offer help, offer the services of a lawyer, yeah. but did just like, okay, you need to put a stop mm -hmm. to that language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, and use subtle humor in some and, ways and to get at it. That's along the lines of, yeah. that's not our culture here. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Y you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and sometimes it sounds like that person's reaction, um, and you can't always control the person's reaction, um, which yeah, is beyond our control, but sometimes the person in the best case scenario actually would love to know. I know people have pointed out to me, um, language that I've used like, I, and, and, and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like that's, that's really helpful to me because I, I want to speak things in a way that's helpful for all people and all people can hear and we're human and we, no one's gets it right all the time. So it's, you know, but I, I think sometimes people just, I can be really helped by having someone help them understand. Oh, you know, do you, do you hate a child who doesn't know right from wrong? Yeah. No, of course you don't. Yeah. So, so why do you, why would I hate a client? Why would I hate a vendor or yeah. a supplier? Yeah. Um, why would I hate the store clerk or, mm -hmm. or anybody? Mm -hmm. You know, ignorance is one of those things that we lose patience for as we grow older, because we kind of expect those around us mm -hmm. to know what we know. Mm -hmm. But, but I've read tons of articles where, you know, you know, they talk about racially insensitive language, especially against the first nations people. And there was this article I read, it was so eye-opening. Mm. Expressions like, you know, circle the wagons, run that up the flagpole, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just casually referring to people as chief, mm -hmm. you know, like, no, mm -hmm. don't. And, and here's why. Yeah. And, and I wish, wish I'd brought that article with me, but yeah. you know, and I read that article and I said, like, okay, no more. Yeah. Yeah. No one has to become will, aware of it. Yeah. Exactly. Now yeah. that I know. Yeah. And, you know, uh, with the internet, you can't expect everyone to spend their, their internet browsing time. Mm -hmm looking up, you know, what to say and what not to say, it's not a reasonable expectation. Mm -hmm. So wh when you have a friend or a coworker say something, you know, you know, it's as easy as, oh, you know, I used to use that, I used to say that, and now I don't because I read. Mm -hmm. And you can leave it at that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and let, let, let it marinate yeah. and, and let them, let them think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the tone, the tone that you're using is very different, I think, than when the emotion, you know, calls somebody out. There's often there's often emotion that isn't helpful sometimes. And, and the, the way you, the wave and you're saying these things, 
um, I read something and I've just, I've just really tried to frame it a bit differently. That, that tone is so different, like how we have these conversations. Yeah. And, and so, you know, like, you know, bringing in the humor, yeah. you know, would, yeah. would, would you say that if the rock was in the yeah. room? Yeah. Uh, you know, would, would you say that if, uh, you know, you know, a person of color was in yeah. the room? And, and if the answer is no, I was like, well, why are you saying it to me? Cause mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know mm-hmm. my background. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now I, I can tell you it's Heinz 57. I got a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. everything from all over Europe in, in my background, um, but you don't know. Yeah. And, and it's funny, you know, a, lot, a lot of friends, you know, these ancestry, uh, you know, you take your cheek swab, and you send it in, they're finding out all sorts of things about their genetic makeup that they never realized. And, mm-hmm. and they're going off and they're doing this independent research. And they're like, oh, I didn't know this about even my own heritage, let alone the heritage of others. So I think there is a very modern curiosity yeah. around, you know, the larger world. And it is leading to a lot of natural discovery of some of these things, but, you know, turning to the calling in sheet mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of this resource, you know, uh, you can say it is, you know, I'm curious, what was your intention when you said that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so going back to my example of someone using the R word, you can say, you know, how, how does that word fit in with what you're trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to, you know, a different word, um, and, and it can lead to a conversation if you're met with hostility. You know, a, a dear friend of mine in his lifetime, uh, he had been a commercial realtor for 50 years and he was one of the founding members of Kiwanis. And they they had, early on, they had built a school for people with, with different uh, abilities. And mm-hmm. and he, he would refer to it as mm-hmm. the, the school for the, you know, the R word. Mm. And, and he was in his 80s and, and you could tell him till you were blue in the face. Mm-hmm. We don't use that word anymore. Be like, I built that school. Don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me I mean something nefarious by that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dedicated many years of my life to helping people in that situation. Mm-hmm. How can you tell me that that is is negative or comes mm-hmm. from a place of of darkness or hatred? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, yeah. I'm not going to change your mind. Yeah. But having said that, having that conversation with him, yeah, clarifies that his intention is. Yeah. That well, that that's just the word. It doesn't mean what you're trying to make it mean, and don't make it don't make me out to mean something yeah. that I didn't mean by yeah. that word. Yeah, I'm curious why you say that is so very different than you can't say that, right? Because you can't say that humiliates this guy, and 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 you know, you're. I'm curious, you know, and then you get in that conversation, and sometimes if you just leave it right there, he he might come to his own decision and and rethinking of it. Um, and you've enabled him to do that as opposed to just humiliated him and ensured that he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the difference between you can't say that because I'm offended Yeah. versus, uh, you know, we, we, we don't like to use that word because we understand that yeah. it can offend, be offensive to certain groups. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah. as opposed to I, yeah. we, we, as opposed to you, mm-hmm. us. Yeah. The, the, these words really take the edge off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, confronting people about mm-hmm. certain things that, like I say, I- ignorance is, is a powerful thing mm-hmm. and they, they may just not have known. Absolutely. And, yeah. and to pounce on ignorance as opposed to shining a light on it mm-hmm. is two different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, one of the things that in my notes I want to talk about, uh, you know, and kind of, you know, the, the modern day you know, problems, um, mm. you know, when, when you talk about neurodivergence. Okay. So, so both of my kids have ADD. I have ADD. Like I say, I have a thick skin. I have a sense of humor. You can crack all kinds of jokes. I'm not going to be overly offended by it or think that you're attacking me. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I don't want to hear my kids' teachers 
you know, making light of it mm. or, you know, sort of downplaying what's in their IEP to address this or, you know, calling them, uh, say something like, oh, your, your kid's crazy because of this. Um, context matters, a hundred percent context matters. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the, the, you know, the protecting family thing I've already alluded to comes in. Um, so, you know, and I haven't had to, mm. don't get me wrong, sure, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it, I'm prepared for the day that we run into a teacher who doesn't know left from right when it mm. comes to dealing with kids with ADHD and, and having those conversations. And again, it's not going to be from a, well, my kid has, so you can't say, and mm. you can't No, it's going to be like, well, look, like the best strategy to teach this kid is going to be, mm-hmm. you're going to be better at your job. If you approach it this way, who doesn't want to be better at their job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be better at their job. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the expressions, mm. you know, this, this comes from a, just an article about, you know, things you don't say anymore. And one of them is brainstorming. And I was like, why can't you use brainstorming? You know, think of things you didn't know yesterday that yeah. I know today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, because, because people who are neurodivergent, people who are epileptic, that word means something different to them. Mm. And when I use it for just, ah, let's just get together and kick around ideas. That's not how it's landing for them. Mm. So now I've resolved, I'm not going to use that expression mm-hmm. the way that I used to yeah. use that expression. Um, the word savage. Now, lately on the internet, there's a lot of memes about, oh, that prank was savage mm. or that insult was savage. Uh, this article talks about, or for the First Nations people and, and our Indigenous, mm. that's the N-word for them. Mm. It's like, oh. Yeah. I've been saying that out of ignorance, mm-hmm. not realized because it was being said in a certain context and with a certain intention, it didn't register for me until someone pointed out to me, oh, I certainly wouldn't be like, oh, that insult was, you know, drop an N-bomb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so why mm-hmm. would I be like, oh, that insult was mm-hmm, drop an mm-hmm, S-bomb, mm-hmm. right? So that word's coming out of my vocabulary. Yeah. and. I got to have the conversation with my kids because they're into memes and sure, you, know, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. you know, the funny TikToks, the fail army, uh, stuff, you know, they'll say it. And yeah. I, now I have to sit down with them and just say, look, that's not a word that we're, we are going to use mm-hmm. because our friends in that community might hear it and might, might be hurt by it. Yeah. And, and my kids, if you, all you gotta do to explain to my kids that might hurt somebody, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's off the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and a great friend of mine since childhood, uh, his son is a little bit older than our oldest daughter. And we were talking about, uh, rap music. And I was bemoaning the fact that I always have to, on my Apple music, make sure that, you know, the little box with the E, I got to skip those songs because, mm. you know, and we were talking about, you know, rap music, especially in the use of mm-hmm. the N word. And, uh, I said, how have you approached that with you, with your son? And he says, oh, simple. I said, it's not our word. Mm-hmm. Cause he's going to hear this. He's going to mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah. It's out there in the world. Certain, certain artistic communities use it liberally. Mm-hmm. He's like, but Eric, it's not mm-hmm. our word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't use it. You don't use it. Mm-hmm. It's not that if you hear it, something bad has happened. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run and turn off the radio. You don't have to do any of those mm-hmm. things because that's, that's coming from the community. Sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. their word. Yeah. So if you hear yeah. them use it, that's yeah. fine, yeah. but it's not our word. Yeah. So don't. Yeah. And that was the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how easy yeah. is that as a conversation with your kids? Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. 
I love how this concept can impact your whole life, like your family, your work, um, every everything. And and so, um, for you, you know, Wes, how, yeah, how has this Im- impacted you? Uh, how, how has this this idea of just redirecting, calling in versus calling out? Um, yeah, how how has it impacted you? And, and how do you see it impacting others around you? Well, it, I mean, listen, I, I'm the guy who gets called in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I say, I, I've got a, a dark sense of humor. Okay. Uh, nothing really is off limits for my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It's how I was born. Um, and, you know, my, I won't name names, but I, I have friends, I have family members, yeah. identify as gay or or otherwise, uh, you know, I don't want to go too far mm-hmm. down that road because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not here to speak for themselves. Um, and, and they're the first to be like, come on, Wes, you know the line is here and you're there. Mm. Okay. I'll call it back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll even say to my employees, look, I've got a sense of humor. If I've ever crossed the line, Mm. the door is open to say, Wes, the line is here. You're Mm. there, bring it back. And I, I instantly will Mm -hmm. because giving people permission to talk about these things. So you have to lead by example. Yeah. So uh, many times in my life, you know, I, I, like I say, I'm the guy who's been like, look, that, you know, I appreciate you were joking, but bring it back. Same friend out in BC. I had made a play on the word uh, bike as in bicycle and curious to be like, oh, bike curious. Mm. And he was just like, I appreciate you're joking, but you know, and he listed off our friends who identify as bisexual. He's like, would you say that to him? I said, well, of course I would, because uh, to me, it's just a play on words. He's like, I suggest that you don't. And that was the end of the conversation. Okay, yeah. And like I said, we've been friends since grade yeah. three. We're still friends. Yeah. When I die, I will consider him my friend. And what I did is I went and I marinated on it and I reflected on it. Yeah. And I decided, you know what? I don't know if he's right or if I'm right, but I'll err on the side of caution. Yeah. 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 Because like, what, what am I, a professional stand-up comedian? No, I'm a lawyer in Brampton. Mm. So <laughs> I don't need to stake, yeah. stake something on a joke that I think is funny. Yeah. If someone tells me offensive, I accept that it is, it's off the table. So mm-hmm. off I move on with my life. And my life is no worse for the wear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for being, you know, half a percent more sensitive than I was before. Mm-hmm. How does it hurt me? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And, and when you think about leadership and you think about uh, a growth mentality, and, and I want to circle back to another, uh, you, know, you know, a great resource, mm-hmm. it's a podcast. And this podcaster, um, you know, Gary John Bishop is his name and he does curse a lot. So fair warning. But, but he always talks about the difference between blame and responsibility. And blame is about being right, me being right and you being wrong. I blame you. Responsibility is more like, mm. look, it's, it's snowing and the roads are icy. You're the driver of the car. Is it your fault that the roads are icy? No. Is it your responsibility to get yourself home safely in your car? Yes. Mm. Blame and responsibility are two different ideas. Mm-hmm. Calling out is about blame. Mm. Calling in is about taking responsibility for the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's not my fault if you if you've said something. Let's say you use that you know that that old you know oh mm-hmm. he gypped me, mm-hmm. and and I read why that's not an appropriate thing to say. And so, am I just going to blame you and be like oh you've said something offensive and you're a bad person and uh, no one should talk to you and no one should go to your church and all those things? No, I'm going to take responsibility for the conversation. Mm-hmm. I say, I don't know if you know this, but that word actually comes from and means this. Mm -hmm. And I know it's been used 
to describe financial transactions, but only because of mm -hmm. the racially insensitive mm -hmm. implications of the word. And, you know, you, you might want to be careful about, I mean, if you're saying that intentionally mm -hmm. and you're comfortable with that, you know, fill your boots. Mm -hmm. But but if you're doing it because you just didn't know mm -hmm. that that was the background of the word, like mm -hmm. you, you should kind of know that that's how it's going to land for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And guess which of those conversations is going to get me further in changing the way you go through life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so yeah. I'm going to take responsibility. And when, when I'm in the wrong, I'm going to take responsibility. Yeah. And if I know yeah. that I've hurt somebody, I'm going to seek them out and see if they're open to hear my apology. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm going to take responsibility for repairing any damage that I've done. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say, Oh, you're too sensitive. That's a blame mentality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe that's the way I feel, but you know, if I think about it, mm -hmm. Authors are responsible for their words. Mm -hmm. And so if I've hurt somebody, hopefully it's because I intended to hurt them, mm. you know, um, which I prefer to think is not very often. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, by, by taking responsibility, I'm going to lead, I'm going to grow, mm -hmm. I'm going to make my life better because mm -hmm. I'm going to attract people who want to lead and people who want to grow yeah. and make their lives better. Mm -hmm. Or I can shift into blame mentality and I can find myself with peers who are also stuck in a blame mentality. Mm -hmm. And guess who's at the top of the Fortune 500 list? Mm. The builders and the growers or the blamers? Mm -hmm. So if, if I want the best possible life I can lead, mm -hmm. I'm going to surround myself with people who are leading the best life they can lead. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the responsibility mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I can teach my kids, if I can teach... Yeah. Uh, as I learn and read, yeah. like I say, even just casual conversations while you're walking in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Can you be like, Oh, have you read that article? Just like you would say, have you read that book? Yeah. I read a great article about, you want mm -hmm. me to send it to you? Mm -hmm. Yes. No, maybe who knows yeah, yeah. what you've offered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And by leading by, even just by leading by example. Modeling it. You're modeling, modeling it big time. It. It, totally. it, it's so important. Everybody. It's yeah. so huge. And you make such an impact in everyone around you. Um, and you know, maybe they're not ready for it today. But as they see your life building and growing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one day they will be ready for yeah. it. Yeah. They'll be ready for the conversation eventually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, Wes, thank you so much. Uh, I've learned so much. We've learned so much in this conversation and just really believe this conversation is so important us right now as a people, as a human race to, to work to, for it to be a we, as you say, not an I, not about me, it's about we, and really, really to live into that, to create unity wherever we can rather than division. Um, it, the world will be a better place, is a better place as we do that. So thanks. Thanks so much, my man. Just really appreciate you. want to end with a little uh, good news, rapid fire here, if we could. So sure. what's the best thing going on in, in your home, in your, in your home these days? Uh, listen, the, the, the kids are back in school. Uh, they're, they're loving it. The, they did, they did well in online school. They're back in school. They're more active. They're happier. Uh, you know, they're, they're social, they're socially integrating back into their friend circles. That's great. Uh, my wife's got a, a exciting new position, uh, through her work. Uh, my work continues to grow my, my business. Uh, I just entered my first ever photo contest through a Bo Arts nice. contest. Nice. Learned a ton. Didn't win. That's okay. Uh, what I learned is the victory. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's been great. Um, our dog is, uh, is a dog now, not a puppy. He's 18 months. So, uh, he's getting over some of his bad puppy habits. Uh, that's great. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a yeah. uh, lot, a lot of positives, a lot, a lot of things to be grateful for. Uh, we've, none of us have come down with COVID, uh, 
my brother-in-law did, but he was fine mm -hmm. and, you know, didn't mm -hmm. pass it on to his son or his wife because they mm -hmm. isolated properly, did everything mm -hmm. they needed to do. So uh, yeah, every, everyone's healthy. Awesome. Everyone's uh, happy. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And what's the best thing going on in your, in your neighborhood, in your community? Uh, so, you know, uh, my, my, my wife is door knocking for her candidate of choice. And, okay. Uh, brought the kids out with her. They both loved it, loved knocking on the doors. Uh, we went to <laughs> wow. Kiwanis pa uh, Park. I don't know if you heard of the organization People Against Littering that are very mm, yep. active in Brampton. So we went yep. out to the Kiwanis Park, cleaned up and filled up three bags Love of garbage. It. So where, you know, where I walk my dog every week, you know, I was able to take the kids and take a little bit of responsibility for keeping yep. that park clean. Um, and when we were out door knocking, uh, we came across litter in the, in the gutter and took out one of the dog bags. Put over my hand, picked up the garbage off the street, and the kids were like, "Oh yeah, we're we're people against littering." Yeah. I was just like, "I was so proud of them in that moment because they just yeah. they just recognized." Beautiful. Yeah, it takes a second to pick up a piece of trash, and everywhere. now the neighborhood's more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's awesome. Love it, yeah. love it. And what's the best thing going on in our world these days? Uh, I, I often have trouble answering that question because mm, of all the negativity in the world. But I, yeah. I will say this: uh, you know, speaking of my daughter being back in school, one of her projects for school was to research, and I want to get the name of this right: uh, the UN Sustainable Goals. Hmm. And the project was, what is Canada doing locally, provincially, and nationally to implement the UN sustainability goals? And of course, she needed our help with the research. And let me tell you, it was so refreshing to realize that the challenge was to narrow the list down. Hmm. The number of organizations that are working on fresh water, cleaning yeah. the environment, increasing access to justice, increasing equality of, uh, you know, women and girls in the yeah. workforce and in educational um, just, you know, it was just like such a breath of fresh air mm. when there's news of war, news of COVID, travel, mm -hmm. this, all the negativity to be like, mm. yes, but at the same time, mm. there's good people doing good work, uh, really trying to keep all that good work going, mm. uh, in, in a concerted international effort to just make the world a better place, mm -hmm. make the environment a cleaner place, mm -hmm. the air cleaner, the water cleaner, all that stuff. Oh. And so, yeah, just, just realizing that the challenge was whittling the list down Amen. as opposed yeah. to struggling to find, yeah. uh, was just such a, like a, like a reset moment yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So I, I'm going to list that as my, what's going on in the world. That's good. was just a reminder that with everything negative going on, yeah. there's out, people out there fighting the good fight on so many fronts. Right on. They don't make the news. You may never hear exactly. about them, but they're out there doing it every day. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it came through your daughter too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, hey, let's uh, let's close with prayer. We've covered a lot of ground here today and appreciated every little bit of it. So yeah, let's close in prayer. Mm. Oh God, thank you so much for the depth of this conversation. Help us all to live into it, to live into this better world where we do, we, we listen deeply, we respect each other, we do our very best to um, understand and grow and take responsibility for those places, our own behaviors, our own words, um, our actions, and, and somehow to enable others to as well in a gracious, uh, humble, beautiful way. So we've, we've been offered many ideas, um, concrete ideas on how to do that today. So thank you for Wes, for his leadership, for his wisdom, for your work in his life. And I love where we ended, that we, there's, there's challenges that continue to go on in our world, in our community, but there are lots of people who are working to overcome them, to bring healing and hope. And thank you that we can join you and be a part of that. So all of this, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Wes, thanks again so much. Great to appreciate your friendship, appreciate your leadership, and appreciate you being on the Good News Podcast today. Oh, uh, 
you know, I have all the time in the world for you. So anytime. No, thanks, Wes. Awesome. Thanks. Look forward to doing it again. Look yes, forward to doing it again. And friends, thank you for joining us today on the Good News Podcast. Great to be with you. I hope you have been as inspired and encouraged and even challenged as I have, as we have. And uh, let's live into this together. Thanks again for being a part of the conversation today. Hope to see you again soon. God bless you. Well, thanks, friends, again, for being a part of this very important conversation. And uh, I don't know about you, but I am going to be thinking about this. I, I just know all over the place where in my life, where in in leadership, in in, in my neighborhood, where where can I, where can we really work towards bringing people together, bringing things together, calling in as opposed to calling out and the, the impact that that can have. This is this conversation has, is, has impacted me greatly and I hope it has you as well. I learned so much from Wes, so much from this conversation and really can't wait to, to live it out together. And you know, I think about it, um, Jesus uh, would love this conversation. Jesus was all about bringing unity rather than division bringing people together as, as, as human beings. And we just heard that loud and clear today. So how do we elevate the conversation? How do we seek to understand people, to ask questions, to listen, to get a sense of where they're coming from, to respect people, to do that with humility and grace? All of that is part of what we just heard today. All that's part of the challenge to us as we go and live this out. But friends, you can do it. You're not alone. God is with you. Um, let's work at this together. Thanks again for being a part of this Good News podcast family. God bless you. God be with you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham. You can share this. You can like this. You can pass it on to others. And please just keep the good news going, if you will. God bless you. Hope to see you again soon. Thanks so much.